I'm Rosie. And I'm Wendy. And you're listening to Spilling La Sopa, a podcast about real Latinas, real conversations, real chistosas. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to La Sopa. How are you ladies doing? Hi, everyone. Good, good, good. good. Hello. Uh, well, I'm excited to talk about today's episode because I love spooky season and it is upon us. This means scary movies, Halloween, El Cucuy, pumpkin spice lattes for all you coffee drinking people. And of course, our beloved Dia de los Muertos. So I want to start off this episode and asking you ladies, what is one of your favorite fall activities? Fall activities. Well, I mean, we are based out of California, so we hardly have a fall. <laughs> but um, I think one of my favorite things is just like cobija weather. You know, I'm a weirdo. I like to sleep with the window open and throw on a big ass cobija, which is probably why I sound like this right now, actually. But I do like like beanies and scarves and fuzzy socks. La cobija del tigre. Uh, mine is a peacock. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Wendy, did you ever have those cobijas or your parents? I had a peacock one, but I I did away with them because I'm more. Um, what is? What did we use that one? That one time. I'm uh I have higher education now. Oh, <laughs> so, hey, so I drink I drink Perrier and I don't have one of those Kobe customers. Oh, I have a quilt. Oh, she's <laughs> a, a, a quilt. A duvet. Dude, <laughs> if you're freezing your butt off, a quilt is not gonna do shit. Let yeah, me tell you're you. Right. There is yeah. nothing like that peacock cobija. <laughs> like el tigre, the dolphin. Yeah, I've invested in the onesies now. Oh, that's it. That's always Uma, Uma Meluco, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, that's much more sophisticated. <laughs> So much. That's so mature. In fancy love, yeah, it's mature, mature. Yeah, it has a little flap for the back if I need to Ew. use the restroom or something. So, so that's how that works. I always wondered because I can't imagine like taking off the whole one seat, like you know, my boobs sticking out, con todo el friazo, like in the toilet. Like, oh my god. Yeah, like it, it, it works against you when you gotta go use the restroom. It's like yes, it's so. for you when you're chilling in the onesie, <laughs> but when you gotta go use the restroom, that's when it's like, oh, that's right. That's why these things aren't functional. <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. Well, uh, my favorite thing about the spooky season is definitely anything scary. So that means Halloween. I love um I love getting dressed up. Like I love dressing up, even though <laughs> uh, everybody will tell you that for like maybe four years I was a cat. <laughs> Because it's like the easiest costume. <laughs> you like? We've, I've actually partied with you as a cat. As a cat, okay, I, yeah. I, we might have been both been cats that year. Actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're you guys cats. were cats. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, like that's like my my typical costume because it's just so easy. But I mean, los gatos tienen siete vidas, so I have to be seven different types of cats. So. <laughs> They were all black. They're yeah. all black cats. Same, same orejas, all fucking dusty, dusty ass, like ears. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one time I upgraded. I was a dog one year. I was a Dalmatian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, I just remember like growing up and and getting dressed up. And I don't know if you ladies um, in your little elementary schools, you guys would be part of a parade, and like, and your parents would come in the like they maquillaban whatever, and then all the little kids we would all go around in a circle and like parade our little outfits and I just I love that and I remember que había una señora like that she would coser across the street from our house 
And well, we were kind of poor growing up. And so the lady was going to do us some costumes because obviously it was cheaper, I guess. And she made me and my sister like the same costume. Hers was pink and mine was blue. And we were like jasmine princes. And because we had like these pants, así como, así como jasmine. But we had this big old cone, like this big old white cone with like a blue lace. It was like MC Hammer pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a cone party hat. Yeah. And a cone party hat. Yeah, and we used that costume probably also four years in a row. But and what were you? Like, what was it? I don't know. It was some sort of a princess. I don't know. Like, I think it's a genie, right? Isn't like a genie? Yo no sé. Yo no sé qué éramos, pero we were that for a long time because we were poor. Now I'm a cat because I'm just lazy <laughs> even though I love dressing up uh, but I just I don't know I just have a lot of fond memories of Halloween yeah I didn't I didn't do um, any dressing up growing up um, as you guys already know uh, my I grew up Jehovah's Witness so my mom was like super against anything uh, that might simulate uh, praising El Diablo my mom <laughs> my mom was very much like uh, Bobby Boucher's mom from oh, waterboy <laughs> like everything was the devil like the devil. <laughs> she like she was all like girls are the devil everything was the devil which she lied by the way girls are not the devil but yeah i guess as a kid i never really like i i, I was obviously trusting my parent right mm. so i did also like believe like oh halloween's not good it's actually scary and you know it's like devil worshiping stuff right um, so I didn't do a lot of that. But yeah, I think it just kind of brings up the, the facts, right, that my mom constantly did use El Diablo to deter me from doing a lot of like just regular teen stuff. Dude. Like I, I remember being into like goth like goth fashion <laughs> Wait, and shit. You were and my allowed mom, to be goth? <laughs> no, I wasn't actually, dude. Like she's constantly getting rid of like fishnets and fucking <laughs> eyeliner. I'm like God, I'm trying to be darks. Like, yeah, I know. I was like, I was, I'm trying to be like my 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 true self back in the day, and she wasn't letting me. So, <laughs> anyways, I, now that I'm more mature and an adult, I have been engaging in the festivities. I think the last time I I dressed up, I was a holy guacamole. Really. <laughs> so cute <laughs> well I was remembering the last time that the three of us celebrated Halloween and you two ladies came down to LA and I was a skeleton so I was a skeleton okay I was oh, a okay. cat so we were both cats I was a cat because so it was you very were last cat. minute I was a cat yeah okay I was a I skeleton. thought you were a dead cat Muddy because you still had whiskers didn't you no bitch I was a skeleton <laughs> I was a skeleton <laughs> I was a skeleton she, she, she finally killed the cats like seven lives went yeah. and she was a dead one yeah yeah <laughs> I'm thinking about Wendy right now that you're talking about your your goth face que quería ser dark. When I was growing up, like I I love loud music, like still today, right? And my mom, like I would lock myself in the garage and I would put my music like a todo que daba, right? Like banda, hip hop, like whatever it was. And she was always like, ay, tu y tu música. So then fast forward, right? I am out of my teenage years or out of her house at least. And then my sister is in her teenage years and she was going through like an emo phase. <laughs> Right? Emo. And it wasn't even goth. It was like emo. And she would lock herself in her room and do the same thing, right? Have her music blasting. And my mom was like all concerned. She's like, Ay, Rosita, se encierra en su cuarto y se, es como música del diablo. Así bien feo. Bien, <laughs> nomás gritan. Like she likes that <laughs> screamo stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was all concerned. She's like, pura gritadera. No, no se les entiende nada. So I, I, I had an emo face too and I had like the... The bangs I hit to the, the side, behind the like side a little face. Furby here on top of my like head, <laughs> <laughs> like somebody pranked you in the back room. Yeah, like <laughs> my like, like my my hairdresser pranked me. 
<risa> Pero hasta me cobraban, o sea, ni gratis pagué por esas yeah. cosas. Oh, pues es que era adrede, era adrede, el... El Furby, yeah. Kind of fuzzy yeah, the Furby, yeah, and then it had a leopard, like a leopard bag that we sewed on our own, and we were all like thinking we were cool. like fashion designers. Yeah, super cool. <laughs> uh, for Halloween, I have fond memories um, about Halloween. I do remember like the parades and stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, eh, it was fun, but whatever. I think my my fondest memories about Halloween uh, was when my mom would take us trick or treating. I didn't grow up in a nice neighborhood, so my mom would take us across the water, across the bay. If you're from the Bay Area, she would take us to the big houses in Alameda. You'll know what I'm talking about. But basically, it was this neighborhood where, like, all the neighbors decorated. Like, their houses were all decked out. Um, and it was just, like, a couple of streets, you know. And they gave out, like, the good candy. Mm, big bars. Like, we never went trick-or-treating in our hood. Like, we and we would do the thing, like, uh, once it turned dark or, like, once we would get back from trick-or-treating, we would literally be sitting in the house in the dark. Pa que no llegara gente. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, by, like, so that it looks like no one was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... We would go trick-or-treating, right? And my mom, like, you know, you as you're collecting candy as you go. I could never eat any of the candy. I don't know if this was a thing for you, Mari, or for some of our listeners. Like, my mom was convinced que hay gente bien mala en este mundo and that les meten drogas a los dulces. Yeah, porque uno nunca Sometimes. sabe. Uno They were sabe, injecting right? meth. Yeah, like so, injecting meth so like I couldn't eat any candy <laughs> until wish. she checked it in case people were injecting drugs into the candy. Yeah. I don't know if this was like a story on the news. I don't know where she got that from, yeah. but I, I remember hearing like other parents too. Like it was a concern, right? So if I wanted to eat a candy during this like trick-or-treating excursion, I'd have to like give it to her and she would like sit she there would and lick look it at it first. and wrap it. She would like make it sure. <laughs> and then we would get home and we would dump all our candy on like the bed and my, my parents would like sift through it, right? Like just to make sure like if, it, if something was open, they would throw it away. Or some people, like they would make their own Rice Krispie treats and uh -huh. wrap them in like little plastic things. My parents were like, oh no, hell no, you're not eating that. Like no. Put it away, yeah. Yeah, it had to be like store-bought, like wrapped and they like would check it. So they or, weren't like, checking for injected treats. They were checking for holes or night oh, okay. or like blades or I don't know what the deal was, but I never got sick from the candy. Yeah. Except from eating too much candy, which was, you know. Must be in. Yeah. Regular. Like wherever like they're giving out drugs, like where where is this neighborhood? You know, because free drugs. I mean, just kidding. <laughs> I will take some <laughs> <Free> right <drugs. laughs> now. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I, I have similar memories too. We used to go like to the nice neighborhoods. I remember one time we went to this like old lady's house and she was giving out uh certificates from the 99 cent store. And so oh. they're like, here, go buy your own chocolate. We're like, hell yeah. <laughs> We're all excited. That's cool. The other thing about spooky season that I'll say is that like you mentioned it, Mari, like scary movies yeah. I have to say this is probably like my least favorite part like I don't watch scary movies because then I don't sleep like okay <laughs> if you if you uh, this is how stupid my brain is um, Squid Games it's uh -huh. a show on Netflix if you yeah. haven't watched the show I'm sure you've seen the memes if you're on social media at all whatsoever oh, for sure anyway we started watching the show because it was like all the buzz around it we're like okay well like let's see what it's about so we binged like six episodes in one night and I had like some funky ass dreams that night like I won't say nightmares but it was like weird dreams it was like kind of borderline scary dreams I can't remember what they were but I remember waking up and I was like what the hell and then another story my sister loves 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 scary movies so for her birthday one year I promised I was like hey I'll take you to a scary movie. We're going to go watch a scary movie. And, and I'll, you know, that'll be your present for your birthday. I think it was being cheap that year. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah. Because she always wants me to watch him with her. And yeah. I won't, dude, because ya me conozco. Like, then I'm not going to sleep for two days. And, and what? Are you going to go to work for me? No. <laughs> so 
finally, you know, she she like pasó el tiempo and she like recently hit me up and she was like, hey, you still owe me that scary movie. She's like, the conjuring number, I don't know what the hell just came out. Like, <laughs> let's, you know, we're gonna watch it. And I was like, okay. Yeah, like, you know, me said wait until I couldn't anymore. And I was like, all right, dude, like it's on HBO Max, come over, we'll watch it. So we tried to watch the movie, but I guess it had it was only on there for like 30 days or so. Mm. So we ended up watching like an older one. Dude, I watched the entire movie under a pillow. That bad? Like I was under a pillow the entire time. It like oh. freaks me out, you know, so. I love scary movies. That's probably like my least favorite part. Of Halloween. Um, but that brings me to a question for you, ladies. Um, have you ever had any like close encounters with the kukui? And, and, you know, in our culture, el cucuy is basically the boogeyman. And I'm using the term cucuy as just, like, to mean, like, scary. Like, uh, scary. Like, uy, cucuy. You know, like, Ooh. when I was a kid, like, la leyenda del cucuy, right? My parents would tell me, like, oh, te va a agarrar el cucuy when they wanted me to, to, like, stay put. You know, like, we'd be at a party. And I'm, like, trying to run off with my cousins. And we're playing hide and seek. And it's, like, dark outside in the street. And they're, like, no, no, no. Te va, te va a agarrar el cucuy. Which, like, kept me put, but also works against them. Because guess what happened when we got home? I wasn't going to go to sleep because me agarrar el cucuy. So now you guys got to stay up with me. So now I have to sleep in the middle of the bed. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm knocking at your door like I can't sleep. Aww. But yeah. So any close encounters with like cucuy or something supernatural or something scary? Rosie, I didn't picture you to be like super miedosa. I am for scary, <laughs> scary movies. For scary movies. And for cucuy. For fantasmas. And for, for cucuy. cucuy stuff. For scary movies. <laughs> If my parents were like, el cucuy, I'd be like, ¿dónde? Like, I love him. Like, I want to meet him. <laughs> I love scary stuff. <laughs> that, that red flag. That's like you jumping into fucking red flags. <laughs> well, it's so funny because this weekend I went to go watch Halloween Kills with my boyfriend. And so some lady was getting stabbed and I was like laughing and all looking. He's like, dude, the look in your face. You were so excited for this poor lady to be getting stabbed. <laughs> I'm like, well, because she's so dumb. Like, why did she go upstairs? Like, it makes no sense, right? So I was like cracking up. But yeah, definitely a red flag is what he said too. <laughs> yeah, that I think that's what helps me too. Like I get scared of like uh, scary movies too because again, my mom she she used El Diablo as like her best like way to scare the crap out of me. So she'd obviously like don't watch scary movies because they come in with spirits oh, yeah. already in them, like in the fucking film. That is scary. It, they're like actually. the spirits are embedded inside the film. So then <laughs> when, once you press play, the fucking spirits come out and they house your house from your VCR. So, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So then that's why I was primarily scared of scary movies, but. But recently, I think I'm able to watch them, but I find them funny. Like, really, lady? Really? Did you just gotta go in in the in the darkest in the room? basement? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's no exit. Like, I know. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> but to answer your question, Rosie, about having close encounters con el cucuy, um, I guess my closest encounter with the cucuy is when I get sleep paralysis. And it literally happened to me this weekend for the first time here in this new house. Luckily, my boyfriend slept over. But... It, it's going to, they think it's que se te sube el muerto, right? Like you feel like this like heavy like person or thing like on top of your body and you can't like move, but you could see your room. So you're like in between sleep and like not, I don't know what's happening, mm -hmm. but I think that's been my closest encounter because I, I, and I, in my brain, it knows like if you look to the left, you're going to see something scary. So I'm trying to wake myself up. I'm trying to wake myself up. And I kept like, you know, like getting all like así como jittery, whatever. And then my boyfriend's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. And then it happened like 10 times. Oh, um, yeah. And then another yeah. close encounter was when Wendy and I went to Puerto Rico <laughs> and I set up my alarm because we were going to leave to one of the islands. So, puse mi alarma, so I wake up on time. And, I put the phone next to me on my little dresser, Majiggy, in the hotel. And that hotel was creepy. You remember, Wendy? 
That yeah, was... had no windows. That was being like Chiquitillo. It was like sweaty inside. Like dungeon. Yeah, yeah. In the elevator, like only one person and one luggage fit. It was like super. It was an old, an old San Juan, no. Anyways, point being, I put my alarm and I put the phone next to the little dresser thingy next to me. And in the morning, we woke up late, and I don't know how I woke up. And my phone, which was next to me, because that's where I set it, estaba at the edge of the bed, like by my feet. And I don't, I don't get up in the middle of the night or sleepwalk. Actually, I used to sleepwalk when I was little, but. I didn't, I didn't grab that phone. Like somebody grabbed it and put it at the edge of the bed and it was not me or Wendy. I know she was, she was really freaked out about this. I, I obviously didn't believe her because that's what I, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm sure money you put it out there. She's like, oh, no, no, it wasn't. No. It wasn't. It, was, it wasn't me. No. Um, but yeah, she was really spooked out about that. Um, and I think we woke up late because there was no window. So like our our body didn't have any like like concept of time. But the, the alarm, <laughs> like, I set the alarm, Wendy. I set it and somebody and it unset didn't it and put it at my feet. They didn't want us to leave that room. Yeah, that ghost. That ghost was an asshole. <laughs> but we didn't miss our, our little ferry ride. No, we did not. Thank God. Yeah, when I, every time I think about, well, actually, I I, I, I experience sleep paralysis quite often. Mm. So, which led me to kind of, back in the day, I was like, well, why does this happen to me all the time? There must be like a biological reason, not just like a spiritual reason. Because for a very long time, I'm like, these goddamn, these damn, I'm tired of these damn ghosts in my damn, in my damn room. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, so then I was like, okay, well, I, at the time I was like in a class. I was learning about sleep uh, waves um, and just like the the process that our brain goes through um, when you're falling asleep. Mm. So basically, as you're like, as, as your body's getting ready to fall asleep, it's obviously kind of shutting down different functions, not shutting off, it's just shutting them down. <laughs> um, but basically, it's getting ready for the REM sleep cycle, which is like that the, the, the stage where you get to have dreams. Um, so in the process, your body is kind of like slowing down, relaxing itself. And then and then this thing happens where you pretty much lose all all muscle strength and the purpose of like losing muscle strength is so you don't act out your dreams right so if you're like running in your dream or if you're like fighting in your dream you're not like actually up fighting mm. so this is why your 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 body kind of loses that muscle strength and you essentially kind of i would say be you're paralyzed right um but when the you experience sleep paralysis is almost like this like misfire between your brain and your body yeah you're like it's in like, between exactly yeah like your body's like I'm 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 ready to we're ready we're ready to f- be asleep and your brain's like wait a minute not yet I have a <laughs> so lot of things to say you experience this glitch or whatever but yeah I, yeah I mean obviously there's like other reasons why like if people experience it chronically like sleep paralysis mm. um it could be due to so many things it could be a meds that you're taking or uh inappropriate like sleep like if you you suffer from insomnia or uh obviously trauma anxiety can it be stress it could be stress so it's like like, like kind of like creating this glitch in your sleep um, where you're experiencing that. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I was like, OK, that makes sense. It's like a biological explanation. But a lot of people, I think a lot of cultures just kind of attribute it to the freaking muerto se te subió. Yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I've experienced that. I actually had one like I experienced sleep paralysis like a lot. Like when I was younger, more like much more often. I haven't experienced it in a while. Knock on wood. I don't want to. Um, but there was once where it was like really scary because it felt very like the thing with sleep paralysis that is scary is that you feel consciously awake but you can't like 
move, speak, like the body is like, maybe that's what it's doing, right, Wendy? It's shutting down. But I had this one sleep paralysis dream where I actually felt like the weight of someone lay next to me, like acostarse, like long ways, like not sit on my bed, not jump on my bed, like lay next to me. And I actually felt like a hand or like cold on my face to like move my head over to like the other side of the pillow. To look at him. I freaked out. I woke up screaming that day. At that point, I was living with my dad and my dad is like, you know, he's a very spiritual person and there's other people in our family who have certain beliefs around spirituality, right? And so one of the beliefs in like in my family is that spirits kind of hang around, Mm -hmm. right? Like people Mm -hmm. who pass, if they have a reason to hang around, they will hang around. And not all of these spirits are good. Um, not all of these spirits are bad, right? It's also, I've kind of heard that like spirits attached to people. I've heard that spirits attached to places. And I mean, you know, right? Who Don't knows give what the, the truth is? <laughs> yeah, who knows what the truth is? I think it's, a, you know, depending on what your beliefs are. But that belief that I now hold, right? I believe that spirits just are generally wandering around. They're they're generally wandering around and you know most of the time not the pelan they're on their business whatever. <laughs> um but that I, belief freaked me out even more cuz I was like, "Oh, it was somebody somebody was definitely in here." I, and I think, I think it was a her and she wasn't nice. Like she I didn't give me good vibes. Like You knew <laughs> you knew the gender. Yeah, like um, I saw long hair, so I'm assuming it was oh, yeah. her and it <laughs> did not feel Could have been a- could have been a metalhead, I mean. It could have been, like... La Darks. Yeah, Los Darks. Los Darks. <laughs> it was her could gothic the, time. Yeah. Well, and, but that's the thing about sleep paralysis, right? Like, Wendy's explaining, like, kind of a biological explanation. But why is it terrifying, right? Why is it that, like, when you're experiencing, like, I know if I if I look to my left, like, I am going to see something scary. Like, why is your brain thinking that something scary is going to happen? Or you feel a, a cold hand or whatever, right, in your face? That's, yeah. that's a whole another there's another biological reason (laughs) I know I I really try to look into this because I I I just kind of want to like kind of allow my brain to be like oh there's a biological reason for this on top of us having like cultural beliefs that like the spirits do exist and they live among us and stuff like that um which I appreciate those views too I I also want to say shout out to Rosie's dad because he's pretty (laughs) awesome and he's a lot of fun to to hang out with and just like have cafe and and have like platicas so but anyways so there's this thing that we do also when we're shutting down we may experience experience hypnogogic or hypno pumpkin pump pumpkin pumping, pumpkin pumpkin spice pu- pumpkin spice latte <laughs> ah, that explains a lot <laughs> yeah but they're they're hallucinations hypnogogic or hypnopumpic hallucinations so we have them i think the hypnagogic ones are the ones that we experience when we're falling asleep i don't know if you've ever had that where you're falling asleep and you 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 like experience something you're like ah like you're falling yeah that's why all the time every time when you fall asleep she's like yeah yeah because do my body's trying to resist going to like REM sleep and then when you're waking up sometimes you may hear like a faint like voice like calling your name or something like like that happened to some people or you thought you saw like a shadow or mm. something like that's part of like your it, it's like really weird our brains and our bodies are pretty pretty cool but um yeah going back to what Rosie was saying about spirits attaching to people I think that there's a hungry ass spirit that attached to me because so I'd be eating a shit ton of like shit that I'm not supposed to be eating and I'm like <laughs> ¿Por qué no aprendo? ¿Por qué no aprendo? Dude, I'm like I shouldn't be eating popcorn but every time I go to the movies I'm like I'm gonna eat 
A whole bucket of popcorn. And that's the biological Dude. explanation. Dude, yeah. that's not a spirit. Those are bad spirit choices. spirit attached to me. Un chonchis. Un spirit. Un spirit chonchis. That attached to me. Por eso como. Yeah, that's going to be the ex- that, that's gonna be the, the explanation for a lot the of my bad behavior. The spirit that attached to me is the one that doesn't go to the gym. That's my spirit. <laughs> no, no, no es mi culpa. Yeah, no yeah. es mi culpa. Es el espíritu. <laughs> Yep, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No es por faltar respeto to anyone that has these beliefs. You know, we're just, we're just yeah. uh, joking around. This is a lot of what I do to myself after I experience something scary. I like joke. We joke. And I'm yeah. like, and then I, Wendy, what does this mean? Right? Wendy, this happened. <laughs> What's the biological explanation for this? Yeah, like, Wendy, what, do What's you the know what the theory for this is? Because yeah, I can I really try. use it right now. Yeah, but you know, like, I never, I've, I've, because of because my mom scared us with the with the diablo all the time, I had many experiences with the gokui according to my 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 psyche. But I'll just say um, my sisters. So I've shared this before um, in the way 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 beginning. Um, my sisters used to prank me a lot. They used to prank me so much when I was a kid. Um, so I am the youngest of eight, but I primarily grew up with two sisters that I think they were, were like four years. One of them is like four years older than me. And then the other one, I think she's about six years older than me. But anyways, they used to do all kinds of pranks. Like sometimes they'd put like like dirty like dirty underwear in my backpack. So I'd no. be at school. Y luego abría mi backpack y salían like calzones <laughs> bugrosos. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I'd gross. be like, fuck. And then like one time they like put a, like a big, like one of those big water bugs, like the cucarachas <gasps> you find outside oh, with the me wings. Muero, me muero. Oh, they fucking, they like caught one and me la metieron oh. in my backpack. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah, like dude, I was like in, in all, all these pranks happened when I was in elementary. So I'd be in elementary all like sitting there all pipsqueaky and then they're like, okay, time to pull out your math book. And I'm like <laughs> zipping my back. <laughs> but on one particular night my my sisters they got together and they planned to like like scare the shit out of me they're like we're gonna scare her so they did this whole thing it was like a scene i don't know how they planned it obviously they're probably after hearing these they'll tell me the details but i remember like being sitting like watching they were watching a scary movie oh i think we were watching scream oh I love and it. i was obviously all little like oh <laughs> And out of nowhere, my my older sister, she's like gone, right? She says she was gonna go take a shower, so then I hear her ah, like y'all loud, like <laughs> like, and then I was like ah, like scared. And they're like, go check, go see what it was, go see what it was, Wendy. And they're I was like, like oh, no, no, I'm they said scared. the little one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, then they're like, go, go check, go check. I'm gonna call the police. Go check, go check. And then like the other one has the phone, and then the one that screams is in the restroom. So when I open the door, my fucking sister, mind you, she was a teenager, like a developer fully developed teen right <laughs> <laughs> she was in the fucking floor the the, 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 ba- the bathroom she was on the floor with a bunch of red everywhere like blood mm. and a knife by her neck mm. right oh my god naked like laying on the floor like dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude like her titties were all like out and, she, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Oscar goes to your sister yeah. like, <laughs> she didn't care and then I was all like oh like you know like a fucking like terrified but then I was of her like, body or that she was dead not just kidding the the fucking scene dude like whole scene but then and then I like I like get obviously like (gasps) like I gasp but then I like my my nose I was like why does it smell like ketchup (laughs) your your chonchi spirit came out (laughs) 
<laughs> the fucking my fucking sisters they like they squirted ketchup all over the freaking <laughs> restroom all over like that was the fake blood and then I was like what the hell why does it smell like ketchup and then the, my dead sister the one that was like laying on the floor she's all like ha 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 ha, ha all fucking naked like ha ha we got you I'm like God, fucking assholes dude you're all smelling the ketchup that's hilarious yeah that was a waste of ketchup that, that's yeah, my chuncha sure, that's my, my chuncha ghost that was a waste of ketchup that is so funny I love that's pranks hilarious. well it's funny because usually at work well when we used to work in the office um, I used to love pranking my coworkers, just like sneaking up behind them they'll be like walking to the kitchen or like inside their office and I'll be like boo you know whatever and like ah and I did that to my I used to do that to my mom all the time and I just I have such a good laugh by scaring people and I know it's like super and I scare myself like so now that I live alone my house is two stories right so as I'm like shutting all the the lights off from downstairs about to go upstairs like I scare myself I'm like trying to go upstairs I'm gonna go turn on the little hallway light y digo imagine que venga el exorcista and she's walking down the stairs así como la cucaracha right <laughs> or sola yeah sola or imagine like I turn on the the floodlight for the for the backyard and I'm like imagine que la prenda y que está una niña ahí bien parada like I'm like why do I do this to myself and then sometimes I hear like you know how like the walls crack but I have an actual attic right so I'm like imagine that somebody's squatting upstairs and you know because have you guys seen that movie squatting like pooping or no what? like there's uh, there's people <laughs> but tam- yo creo que también they have but, to take a shit no there's but Mari, those are live there. people those are those are people that are still alive the squatters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The squatters that's still scary I mean I think here's what my mom has that's always said my mom has always tú tienes que tenerle más miedo a los vivos que a los muertos right because living true. people can actually hurt you ghosts most likely not most likely what about when they sit on you like the sleep paralysis oh I was like wait who's sitting on you oh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah I don't think they can Negative. kill you I don't think so. I, I mean I don't believe that a ghost can kill you I, I don't I mean like the conjuring all those movies like I love them but I I don't believe that a ghost can kill you I haven't seen them so I, I wouldn't know <laughs> Rosie, one I've of the conjuring one, one of the conjuring yes. movies is the only <laughs> scary one I've seen yeah I mean I don't think ghosts can kill you but but anyway I, yeah. love, I love the scary the, the spooky season and Wendy spooky. you haven't told us what your favorite part of the spooky season is well my favorite part of the spooky season is Dia de los Muertos Ooh, for sure that's yeah. my favorite favorite nice. part um, I didn't grow up practicing Dia de los Muertos like like I've shared before like I basically didn't practice anything but but prayer and annoying people door to door and now I learned and now I learned like people like Rosie were just turn the turn the fucking lights off and pretend that she wasn't there pretend you weren't home yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but anyway so I like this particular uh, celebration because I, I actually I feel like I practice it year round mm-hmm. um, you know the way that I practice it is that pretty much I just like I created like this permanent altar like it's pretty much my dresser but like right now like I you know finally printed out some pictures of of my loved ones I have passed uh, last year and I just added these these pictures um, aside alongside with some of my pets that passed so what I do is that I just kind of like hook it up with some vibrant colors flowers uh, what is that one flower called Rosie? Sempasuchil. Sempasuchil. Is that the marigold? Which is like 
the marigolds, mm-hmm. yeah. So adding marigolds and um, all vibrant colors and I'll, I'll uh, have some candles there, um, some Palo Santo sage. Uh, and then whenever whenever I miss a particular individual or or, or two or whatever comes up, um, if I like have them in my thoughts, what I do is that I'll end up like getting home from work. I'll uh, spark up some sage, not weed, sage. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, and then I'll just kind of sage that area, sage everybody. Um, and then I light the candle and then I'll like listen to that person's favorite music. Usually when I think about them, like my brain is like, it just includes a song with them. And then I'm like, okay, maybe maybe this person wants me to listen, enjoy this song with them. So I get home and I turn the song on and sometimes there's some tears, sometimes there isn't. But I just kind of dedicate time for that when I do have them in my thoughts. Uh, but this year, it might be a little bit more official for me. So I want to engage in, in the actual process of offering food to my deceased loved ones. Uh, so the official day of Day of the Dead is November 2nd, but I'm not 100% sure why that specific date was selected. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. So I have a little bit of, of history um, for you ladies and for um, our listeners who may, be, who may not be familiar with the celebration. And so to all our historians in the audience, like, you know, please feel free to, to correct me if this is wrong. This is research from the interwebs. So, you know. <laughs> from the darks. <laughs> no, no, de los darks. No, just no, the regular, the regular okay. interwebs. My bad. So a little bit of history. So El Dia de los Muertos is a Mexican holiday where families welcome back the souls of their deceased relatives for a reunion. So according to tradition, um, the gates of heaven are opened at midnight on October 31st. And then basically, like, there's a bridge between the spirit world and the physical world um, that can be crossed so that our loved ones can join us um, for celebration or for some time. So the it's a blend of a Mesoamerican ritual, European religion, and Spanish culture. And the holiday is celebrated from October 31st through November 2nd. So it's kind of like a, a block, right? So October 31st mm-hmm. is Halloween, which also has some significance. Um, November 1st is El Dia de los Inocentes, or like the day of all the children are all saints day oh. and then november 2nd is all souls day or the day of the dead hmm. and so the roots of the celebration basically like it's celebrated in contemporary mexico um and you know amongst people with mexican heritage all over the world um, and it goes back around some three thousand years oh, so wow. the aztecs and other nahua people um believed they, they held a cyclical view of the universe so they saw death as an integral part um, of like an ever-present part of life, right? And so mm-hmm. um, a little bit more about that. A person was believed to travel to Chikunamitlan, which is the land of the dead. And then they had to go through like a journey, right? Nine challenging levels, which would be a journey of several years for folks so that the person's soul could finally reach Mictlan, which is known as the final resting place. Um, in Nahuatl rituals, honoring the dead were traditionally held in August, um, but they were celebrated much like we celebrate now. Right. So um, family members provided food, water and tools to aid the deceased in the journey. So the point was to give uh, nur- offer nourishment and offer tools to your loved ones for their journey to reach Miklan, which I think is like super, um, super interesting. And nowadays, that's kind of how we celebrate Dia de los Muertos, right? People build ofrendas or altars, having pictures of of their loved ones, offering their favorite foods, playing their favorite music, things like that. If you've seen the movie Coco, Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was a great movie. Um, Everyone should, should definitely watch it. But 
El Día de los Muertos is not a Mexican version of Halloween. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm going to repeat that for the people in the back. <laughs> people El in the Día back. de los Muertos is not Mexican Halloween. Just like Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. Right? Like it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a whole just, other story. Not, Wait, that's not what not it is? It. Not just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, so that that's like the, the I think the gist. Um, and again, any historians that are listening to us and feel, you know, want to shed some more light on the origins of the holiday are welcome to. Uh, but basically, it's just a brief period where the souls of the dead can awaken and return to the living world to feast, drink, dance, party, you know with their loved ones. Um, and the ofrendas, like, there is significance for, like, different parts of it, right? Wendy met, uh, talked about the flowers, the marigolds, or the cempasuchil uh, fruits, favorite foods, stuff like that. Yes. Un tequilita. Un tequilita, yeah. for sure. Uh, for my ofrenda, when I die, you guys better have a margarita for me. Margarita. <laughs> like, you want, like, the Costco kind? Like Hell the yeah, the Costco yeah, she kind. Likes it. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the ones she likes, yeah. yeah. And like, like my my cat costume. Oh yeah, <laughs> cat costume. Your, your orejas todos mugrosos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think the important thing to note is that it is a spiritual holiday, right? Like I mentioned, Coco. Right. Like uh, Coco, I think was a. It's a kids movie. It's a Disney movie. If you haven't seen it, but it. Um, I think it gave people in the United States or in other parts of the world like an idea of like really what the holiday means. Um, but as with everything else, we've seen that the holiday celebrations have been like gentrified, which in within the last couple of years and, and mm -hmm. commercialized, right? <clears throat> now you have Halloween costumes that like Dia, Dia de los Muertos, which is um, uh, it's not not the point of the holiday. Like this celebration is a spiritual celebration. It's like meant to be like your connection to your loved ones and like remembering them and, and honoring them. Yeah. Thanks so much, Rosie. That was really nice to hear all that information because um, it's new to me, as I had shared earlier. Um, and then I just wanted to add that Cinco de Mayo is actually Puebla's Independence Day. Right. <laughs> La Batalla de Puebla. La Batalla de Puebla, not um, all of Mexico. It was just one state in Mexico, which is Puebla. But yeah, thanks so much. So... Um, on today's episode, I thought it would be nice to honor a deceased loved one. Hmm. So this includes either a person, a human, or a pet. Uh, so if you ladies have someone you would like to honor today um, during our episode, you can go ahead and jump in. But I'll go ahead and start. Um, I would like to honor my brother. Uh, my brother's name is Jose. He passed last year, and uh, he's been on my mind most days than not. Um, and yeah, I just want to kind of like carve out some time to honor him. Um, when I think about him, I I remember him being like this clean, fresh guy that wasn't afraid to get dirty. Like he was always like clean, looking fresh. Um, he's a cholo, but he was like an old school type cholo. Like he would wear the, like the little, like, I don't even know what they're called, but I'm just going to use the word fedora because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm sure they ha I'm sure they have a cooler name but he'd wear some of those hats with a little feather and um was just clean all the time looking looking fresh uh, but he was also like doing stuff like handyman stuff like plumbing or fixing something up or um primarily he he was always like fixing his car so like the image that I remember is that he would like listen to oldies like outside and he's like washing he, he he owned this one car it was like a it was like a 1916 like Chevrolet Impala and it was turquoise it was a piece of junk 
but <laughs> but he loved it so much and he put in a lot of work in it like he really like would dedicate most weekends fixing things trying to kind of just make it run better um the steering wheel was freaking hard to steer and my poor sister learned how to drive in that car <laughs> <y> la pobrecita <laughs> she oh, would be yeah she was like in her face looked so distressful because she needed to make like a left turn or a right turn and the, the power steering wasn't like fucking pumping in the in the car so tenía que darle vuelta con like with both hands she had to like steer like like a fucking yeah. boat and you those know? cars are big yeah like a yeah. boat those cars are big <laughs> is she yeah, the one who's big, a truck big. driver now no no she's um, not, like that's she's why not. she knew she learned how to steer that good <laughs> no he yeah he taught my other sister the younger the ones that were pranking me though mm. oh, <laughs> he taught he taught that sister how to drive but um yeah he owned this old car so he would like often spend his time outside and he would just like clean it up um but the best part of of being around him was that i felt safe Like he was like a father to me. Um, so like most most of you know, and also the listeners, I I grew up with with just my mom, but I had a lot of siblings. So my my brother um, Jose did play like a major role for me as like my father figure, right? like the one that was keeping me safe, the one that was kind of also always pulling through for me. Like if I needed something, school supplies um, or like new 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 clothes, usually like the uniform, he like come in and he'll pull through, help me or my mom. Um, so. I think that was just uh, the ways that he'd show up for me. And, and he would also like call me mija. So again, it would like kind of, you know, stimulate that that feeling of, of, of being important and not forgotten, right? Which is some of the stuff that had been triggered by by my dad not being present as often. Um, so it wasn't always like pink roses and fairy dust with him, though. Uh, he was also someone, like I had mentioned earlier, he's a gang member. So although he was uh, super sweet to me and very caring, Uh, I got to witness him being as scary sometimes, um, and some of those memories can definitely be uh, jolting to some, to my to me and my family. Um, but they also remind me that humans exist with both healthy qualities and qualities that aren't so healthy as well. Um, so it's never black and white. Like humans are never like all just good and all just bad. Like we 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 have the capacity to. Um, hold both types of qualities within us but either way I feel like he was still like a big impact in my life and he taught me major life qualities I think the big one was how to be reliable um, because he was a very reliable source in my life I know that whenever I have like close friends kind of like you guys Marie and Rosie like I try my best to be a reliable relationship um, he also taught me to have pride so this is interesting because when he passed I was talking to a friend and I was kind of like obviously heard about the loss and still grieving and I would say I still am grieving his loss but one of the things she pointed out was like regardless of what he was doing right regardless of him you know being somebody that engaged in in gang life he did it with pride you know and <laughs> and I think that I could take that from him in the sense that anything I do in my present be it at work or or you know just kind of hanging out with friends I try to bring my best self forward um, and then have pride in the work that I do and then I think above all would be just like the respect part Part, right like I I feel like at this point in my life I want to make sure that I surround myself with people that respect me and he definitely did that which is when people cut me in line and I want to headbutt him is because I saw him headbutting people I'm joking he didn't do <laughs> I was like what yeah, I was like, like what? That? That was really... no he didn't do that but um but yeah I think those are some of the things that he brought Uh, for me and kind of taught me is like having pride, being reliable and just making sure people respect me in my way. And, you know, one of the cool things that that happened after his death was that he 
I, I think this is probably speaking to what Rosie said earlier was that I kind of think his spirit self definitely visited me in 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 the dream world um, after his death I I found myself feeling like very guilty like maybe I wasn't a good sister why didn't I like you know did X Y and Z with him or whatever but um, during my dreams when he did visit I remember him like coming in the dream and then just letting me know like don't you were a good sister like don't worry about anything so I thought that like message was either either it was my subconscious like trying to help me like cope with the grieving or it was truly his like spirit right coming coming and kind of providing some ease for me so I thought that was really cool too that um, the potential that maybe loved ones can come actually visit us through dreams and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's a comforting thought, you know, to to feel like maybe the last time that you saw them isn't necessarily the last time that you'll see them, right? Even if it is in right. like, dream form or to some encounter. Um, I'd have to say last year, you know, ar- around this time, we had a, a little like makeshift altar. It was nothing formal, but we had, you know, a little section with like four pictures on it. Um, this year, unfortunately, like in between my, my partner and I, like we've doubled the number of pictures, mm-hmm. you know, the number mm-hmm. of pictures doubled for our, for our altar this year. So I, I do think we're going to do something more formal. So there's actually quite a few people that I, you know, that I would like to honor. But one person that, that I think I can honor today is my grandmother, right? So my dad's mother, La Señora Maria del Refugio Ortiz Amaya. She even had like a strong name, you know, <laughs> yeah. like that's a name that'll kick your ass. Like, man, my grandma was, was a G, you know, like she was just like my definition of a G, like no, no paraba. She was always like super active, like up and down. She always wanted to be super independent, even when she was like, you know, a little older and fragile and and you know ill she was still like mobbing like doing her own thing right and um she was super caring with her with her grandchildren but she raised her children with like my dad and his siblings with like an iron rod like i've heard stories you know my dad would tell me stories because i I would be like me pegaste and he's like te pegué con la chancla like that's nothing like when Mm. i was a kid tu abuelita did this and this and this and then she hits with with this and did this and i was like damn you know she sounds like a monster like that sounded (laughs) super rough but my grandmother um was widowed uh pretty young right and she had all these kids to to raise and so she had to be a mother and a father and so that's why she raised them with an iron rod so i think as an adult i can understand from the stories that i've heard you know i can understand why she chose to raise them in the way that she did She was trying to raise men, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Most of my dad's siblings are men. He has one sister and she was the oldest and she got married and left pretty young, you know, so, um, and she, she had to do that on her own. Um, I think that the best part about being around her, you you know, from my recollection is, is just um, like, she was energetic, you know, she like wanted to do stuff. And then I always thought it was funny. Like my tios would, would like try to make her mad, you know, cause my grandmother never cursed. And so they try to make her mad and they'd be like, yeah, mi mamá me dijo, me mandó la chingada, blah, blah. And she was like appalled, you know, like I never said that. I can do that. And so I, I unfortunately, I feel like we didn't have enough time. You know, like I didn't have enough time to get to know her better. I would have liked to talk to her as an adult. You know, my grandmother passed in 2012 uh, from a battle with Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And so she got Alzheimer's or her Alzheimer's, you know, escalated. Her condition worsened when I was like maybe 11 or 12. And so I didn't really get 
a lot of time to solidify my I didn't get any time to solidify my relationship with her as an adult right because when I would see her you know I would come she was she stayed in the bay she was in the bay when I would come back and visit um and stuff like that like sometimes she remembered me sometimes she didn't you know it's just it's it's the disease right so I I didn't right. have time to like really interact with her as an adult um but I feel like she did teach me a lot especially because mm-hmm. you know she's gone but I'm still learning from her like my dad she was his hero Oh, you know, and she's definitely influenced the way that I've been parented, like beyond my interactions with her, like the 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 way I was taught to do certain things, right? Like cooking, like my dad cooks like my grandma and he will sit me down and I've tried to learn how to make tamales for like three years, y'all. And I can't like it's just <laughs> so much work. Like I lose focus yeah. like four hours in. I'm like, I already forgot what like step one was. But my dad, you know, has instilled all these things. And like we talked about in another episode, like unas creencias, right? Like only one mm-hmm. hand is supposed to put the tamales in the pot that came from my grandmother and so i think that she still heavily influences like the way that my my dad parents right and like the things that i've learned and i also think she was an inspiration whether or not i realized it at the time to just be independent right she was such a strong woman who carried a lot of weight and she didn't have help for a long time you know and i think that in that time like she kind of pushed against the narrative that like you need a man to help you provide for children right or you need a man to help you survive and like she did it without anyone you know she she was able to finish raising kids after she was widowed she was able to provide for them in the best way that she could and like lead them in the best way that she could which probably wasn't always the healthiest way you know i'm sure but she did what she had to do and and she's still like an inspiration to me and so while i do feel like i honor her year round i think it's especially important to honor her this time of year yeah um thank you for sharing that story rosie um you know, I always feel sad that I didn't get to meet my mom's mom, my grandma. My mom's mom died when I was like two, so I didn't get to meet her. But I felt like she would be like the abuelita from Coco. And me and my sister always say that because she was just like the cutest little thing. And with her delantar, you know, super like Mexican grandma with her with her braid and everything. So it would have been nice to have met my grandma. So I know that your time got cut short with your grandma, but it's nice that you you were still able to meet her, you know. Um, So that's sweet. I only have one grandma left. I never met any of my grandparents except for my current grandma my dad's mom um and she's 93 she turned 93 the other day last week yeah so she's coming over a little later that's great to celebrate her i know yes she's really strong too like ella se va las piramides (laughs) and she travels (laughs) Um, yeah she's funny (laughs) yeah but um uh the person that i would like to honor today is someone who passed when i was very well not very young but i was 16 and it was very impactful for me because i hadn't experienced death well, I mean, I, obviously I haven't experienced that, but somebody dying at that age, right? Again, my grandma died when I was very little and my uncle, another uncle died when I was the same age, about three. And so this was the first person that died that I knew and, and he was young. So this person, we, we kind of sort of dated, right? He was a friend's friend and, um, and his name's David and he passed when I was 16. I was in high school and, oh yeah, I mentioned him in one of the stories <laughs> in, in I think episode two or something like that. Right. Uh-huh. And, um, and he was impactful because again, he was a first person that died that I knew and that I wouldn't think would die right usually we say okay our grandpa died or grandma died okay well they're elderly right they 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 lived a long life mm-hmm. but he was 20 right and so like the fact 
just to wake up one day and realize that you can be gone like within a second like he literally went to work and never came back home and mm-hmm. I think that also sparked a lot of fear in me like like the fact that anybody could just literally die you just go to work and you died right so for me it also taught me like to try to like seize every day and really like you know live to your fullest because you really don't know when the end will be for you as well as telling people how you feel because I remember for a long time he tried to like you know get me to be his girlfriend I was like no no you know because you know how I am about relationships but obviously I liked him and I wish that I would have really told him that right it was just that I was being an asshole I guess but like or you were or or I just uh, yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know what you were gonna say (laughs) right yeah what was I gonna say you were also you were a minor Yeah. I was like, or you were being seven, or you were being a, a teenager. Yeah, I was being wise. Yeah, exactly. typical sixteen-year-old behavior. Yeah, you were you were doing you're being sixteen. Yeah, right. But um, yeah. But regardless, like, I what I really like, I guess what I really took from him, right, was um, just to tell people how you really feel, whether it's a friend, a partner, your family, right. I think sometimes we go our days living like day to day and and chinga siempre en friega. Like I have to do this and I have to do this. That like, you forget. Like the other day I went to my mom's house and I just dropped something off. I'm like, okay, bye. And I'm like, I didn't even give her a hug. Like, you know, I didn't say, hi, mom, como esta? You know, whatever. So I think that helped slow me down in life, even though I know I'm always Mm -hmm. all over the place. But it really helps me to think that like, okay, tell people how you really feel, right? And one of the best things being around him was me and my friend, uh, who's the one who introduced us, we were always like partying and we would get stuck in random places. And we would call him like, um, David, can you come pick us up? He'll be like, yeah, no problem. Because he also had this like love for his car. He had like a 1970, 1980 Honda, no sé qué, but he would always be fixing it up. But it was always broken. So sometimes he would pick us up and sometimes he'd be like, nah, my car is not working. We're like, what the hell? The transmission fell out. Yeah, basically. But he would always be in his little garage working on the car. Every time I would go visit my friend, like he would be there. And I, and then I would tell my mom, mom, voy con mi amiga. But I was really next door with David, you know. But um, uh, he did visit me in dream form to probably like a week after he passed. Which I always find like that it's nice to get that final goodbye, right? Because sometimes we do expect experience that guilt like damn I could have done more if I would have said yes to being his girlfriend and maybe I could have prevented him from you know passing or I could have been a better sister as you mentioned Wendy things like that right just have been more whatever you wanted to be for that person so when they visit you in dream form you feel like you 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 get your final goodbye and maybe some of that guilt goes away because maybe they they didn't hate you or they didn't like you know they, they didn't hold on to that that guilt that you're holding on to but like I said um, I think Dia de los Muertos is a great way to think about our loved ones and honor our, our current loved ones too right because eventually we're all going to to pass right and so this is our time that we are alive and, and letting people know now right I, my mom always siempre dice ay cuando yo me muera pa que me llevan flores don't bring me flowers ni mariachi do that when I'm alive and I'm like that's true right because you want to honor people too when they're living right y no, y, and don't mm-hmm. y no le vayan a regar también con, con agua <laughs> yeah, yeah don't waste her water yeah, yeah don't waste her water <laughs> you gonna be <laughs> does she prefer plants or flowers my mom does like flowers uh, she loves okay. a flower yeah, flowers. As you should, I'm, I'm learning. You should be putting a little bit of water. Um, but thanks so much, ladies, for sharing about these uh, individuals that you guys honor. Um, I also want to add uh, to also make some time to honor our dear pets. Uh, they also deserve some space and uh, in your altar. If you're thinking about making an altar, if you have a deceased pest. Pets. Sorry, not a pet. <laughs> <laughs> I've killed a lot of roaches. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Include the roaches. Include no. the roaches. Las hormigas no. que me like hallé en la cocina. All the ants I've killed with my finger. Yeah. Um, if you, you can include uh, any pet as well. So, pobre firulais también. Incluyanlo al pobre firulais. Um, and we also just want to uh, invite our our listeners uh, to go ahead and and use some of the some of the questions that we did to honor the our loved ones today. So some of the things that you can think about is which family member or friend or pet slash pest. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> would you like to honor? Uh, what were they like? What was the best part uh, for you? Like, what was the best part of about being around them? What part of this relationship was troublesome for you, if at all? What did they teach you? What did you learn from them? Have they ever visited you in a dream or in other ways? And what message did they bring? Thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our episode. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Bye, everyone. Happy Halloween and Feliz Día de los Muertos. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for today's topic. Special thanks to our audio editor and producer, HG, from Beat Farm Productions. Hasta la próxima, and remember to join us next time by tuning in with your amigas to Spilling La Sopa. La sopa.